You're listening to Someone Like Me. This episode was recorded in the early months of 2022. We had just purchased our new Survivor Restoration Campus, and the conversations you hear in this third season will refer to this campus as well as our former name, End Slavery Tennessee. In 2023, our organization rebranded to Ancora Tennessee, ushering a new era as we nurture survivor healing and strategically combat human trafficking in this state of Tennessee. Now, without further ado, we present Season 3 of Someone Like Me. Please enjoy. This is Someone Like Me, the official podcast of Ancora, Tennessee, formerly known as End Slavery, Tennessee. This podcast helps you learn more about the ways Ancora, Tennessee is combating human trafficking in our state by providing specialized case management and comprehensive aftercare for human trafficking survivors and tactically addressing the problem through advocacy, prevention, and the training of frontline professionals. Our top priority of listening to and learning from the survivor voice is the entire reason this podcast exists. Even if you aren't hearing a story from the survivor themselves, all of the episodes on this show are informed by the survivors we work with. But sometimes we do feature the words and thoughts directly from the survivor voice. In today's episode, we'll be sharing stories using voice actors. So these are things that are written by people who have been trafficked in youth and adulthood. Some are from actual youth survivors. Others are from adult women living in Encora, Tennessee's safe house, writing to younger versions of themselves. Before we hear the actual stories, I talk with Marissa. She's a former survivor care coordinator, and you might know her as one of the producers on the second season of this podcast. We talk about where these stories have come from and why they matter. Here's Marissa. So on this season, and in past seasons we've done this too, we want to be trauma-informed in the way that we bring in survivor voices, and sometimes that means not actually using survivor interviews, but using other creative ways to bring in the survivor voice. So, Marissa, why is it important that we have trafficked youth? Why is it important that we even have their voices? And then why is it important that it's not actually their voices? I think it's important that we have their voices because each of them has a story to tell. I think that hearing from their point of view, their thoughts and their experiences really helps to paint an accurate picture of what it looks like to be a trafficked youth because there's just so much misinformation about what that is. Um, Hearing where they've come from, what their backgrounds look like, um, their struggles and their successes, I think is very important so we can learn from them. And the reason that we do not put minors on the podcast is most of them are still in the midst of their trauma. They're working through their healing. It can be very triggering for them to talk about this stuff. It might even feel a little bit exploitative. And so we will take their writings if we feel that they're ready. Um, Or sometimes they say, hey, I want to give this to you. I want you to share this. So maybe this can help somebody else. Um, So we will have actors read them so you can hear 
the truth that's going on in these young people's lives, just not coming directly from them. It's just a way to protect them. So what are the stories we're going to hear on this episode? Can you tell us where these stories have come from? Sure. There's a few different um, things we're going to be listening to that are written. I have a few letters from youth that were in a facility where I would go in and teach groups. And many times um, we would do journaling activities, and a lot of the youth would come up afterwards and ha- just thrust a piece of paper in my hand and say, here, I want you to have this. And it's usually just their thoughts, something that that they're going through. Sometimes I would get a thank you letter or a poem. Sometimes they would want to confess something uh, or share something they'd never told somebody before. And it's just easier to put this down on paper. So there there were a few submissions that I have that are from that group of girls that um, gave us permission. And then a couple of years ago, we did something very interesting. Um, We had some women that were living in the safe house that I asked to mentor some of the other girls that I had in a group, some of the minors in a group. And these mentors would write letters to the minors, and then they would write letters back. So they were basically pen pals, and they would just encourage each other. It was great because there were older women that had essentially walked the same history that these younger girls were going through in in the moment, and they could provide them with some advice and encouragement that it does get better um, and develop a a relationship, a, a mentorship with somebody that could completely understand where they were coming from. So these two letters were from, I would give them prompts and things like that. They're from women that lived in our safe house. And I asked them to write a letter to their 15-year-old self. Like what would they tell their 15-year-old self if they could talk to her? And so we have a couple of those also that we're going to share today. You started talking about that. It reminded me when you said the word girls several times that you work with girls. But I also want to ask you about boys. And even in this day and age, we're learning more and more about gender fluidity. Talk a little bit about how how you're experiencing some of that. Yes, we do get boy clients. Um, I've worked with several, and we also get um, several referrals from the LGBTQIA community. I have some on my caseload right now. Um, we work with transgender youth, and um, we just try to meet meet everybody where they're at. So I have quite a varied caseload. I say girls because that is the majority on my caseload. Um, At the time, I I sometimes get stuck in that language. But yes, there is definitely a variety of clients and genders that we we work with. And this episode even features a male voice. Yeah, because we wanted to make sure that people understood in 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 a real, tangible sort of way that while we do mostly serve girls and women, there definitely is a wide variety. We serve anyone, anyone who has had this experience of human trafficking. This is me at 15. I was letting people influence my mind, letting guys take advantage of me. I was out of control. At 15, I had a three-year-old child who I was not showing a better life for drinking, smoking weed, and hanging out on the block. Just letting older men take advantage of me and still not finding love. I'm still adding hurt upon hurt and pain upon pain, still fighting with my mom. It seems all I want is man after man, and I put up with their deceitfulness, and they abuse my body. 
my mind, my heart, and my soul. I'm running from problems, creating self-destructions, but I still have dreams of becoming something. I still laugh at myself most of the time, but I wish the rest of the world could take me seriously. They say, you're gonna be a nobody, all washed up. That's your reality. But hey, 15-year-old me, I'm 35 now. I'm loved after 17 years of being abused, cheated, and almost choked to death, but I made it. I am so much stronger. I am a recovery addict. I am away from my children right now. I am back in school for my GED, and I am loved by many and making a difference in my life. I made my mom proud before she passed. I was her godsend child who reached out and found love for Jesus and God. I was her strength to fly on. I do outreach for other women. I am working on my future and hope to inspire others. I want to take young girls under my wing. I am strong, I am a queen, and I am making progress. I will be a teacher. I will become a motivator speaker. I will get over every life's hurdle. I will have faith in God because he will see me through. I am finally free. I'm loving me for once. And finally, I see who I am as a woman. Every time I looked in the mirror, I feel strong and beautiful. Every time I fall, I get back up stronger each time. My comeback is always stronger than my setback. You will overcome, you will live. You are beautiful. You are a fighter with great purpose and strength in you. It's not what you become through that is your destiny, but where you are. Hold on, stand strong, tell yourself you got this, and say, I am so much greater than I used to be. I just opened up to Latagia about all of the things that Jerry did to me. He used to burn me, threaten me, put guns to my head, handcuff me to beds, threaten my family, made me have sex with people, made me shoot up either heroin or meth. I made a list of all of the good and bad things. There was more bad than good. Sorry for my language, but damn, that shit is crazy. I never thought I'd ever be forced to have sex and beaten if I refused. When I was telling Latagia, I had to write it down because I felt ashamed. I know it wasn't my fault, but it's just crazy. I don't know how else to define it. I just gotta keep saying it is what it is. I low-key kind of miss him and don't know why. I guess everything happens for a reason. I'm shaking and crying right now because of all of this. I don't know anymore. I'm just confused. The ones we protect. He does not know how to treat me. He beats me every day, causing me to bleed and bruise in places I never have before, never knew I could. He forces me to do things I never thought I would. He tells me, if I don't do it, he'll hurt my family. So I do what he tells me to protect the ones I love. It's not just me he abuses. He abuses the other girls as well when they talk about us leaving. He's controlling and deceiving. I can't stand a thing about him. But the thought of leaving scares me because I'm afraid he'll go after my family if I make one wrong move. I pretend to love him and I stay. To all of the girls and women who've had a hard life, life is hard. I don't know your guys' stories. All I know is that everyone's story is unique. 
You guys are so strong and wonderful. My life hasn't been great either. I've had my own struggles. For example, I was sex trafficked. I'm a self-harmer. I'm in the foster care system, and I'm 17 years old. I can't say that I understand, because I don't. Even though we're all trafficked in one way or another, it is still very different. I am so happy that you guys got out of that situation sooner rather than later. Remember that people care about you guys. You ladies are so brave. This is one of my favorite quotes for you ladies. You have to let people go. Everyone who's in your life are meant to be in your journey, but not all of them are meant to stay till the end. Sincerely, LF.